Welcome to Cascade Connects, a podcast focusing on the people and events in the Cascade Collegiate Conference. Here is your host, CCC Commissioner Robert Cashel. Welcome to the second ever episode of Cascade Connects. I'm your host, Rob Cashel, and I'm the conference commissioner for the Cascade Collegiate Conference. And I'm joined here today by Coach Kim McLean, and uh, we'll be joined here with uh, student athlete Riley Troutman here shortly. Kim, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, Kim, it's uh, it's been an amazing uh, year. Uh, it seems as if um, we just ended volleyball last year, which ended in the national championship game. Uh, so before we talk about this year, I want to talk a little bit about last year's uh, remarkable run and record-setting year. And, and uh, as mentioned, uh, you you came up as runner-up in the national national championship game to J- Jamestown, uh, mm-hmm. losing in a, a heartbreaker fifth set. Mm-hmm. And uh, you played uh, tremendous volleyball, you and, and, and the team for Corbin, and actually defeated Eastern Oregon, another conference member in the semifinals, which in my opinion uh, was the championship game because you both sure. were, were so good last year. Talk a little bit about last year and, and that run up to the national game. Yeah, I think that we definitely were looking forward to, uh, you know, last year going through with some incredible seniors and working uh, with them just day by day, uh, getting better each day. And that was really our focus. They knew what they wanted, what they had set out for, but it was mainly about um, just getting better each day. And I think the biggest thing that stood out for that particular team was the culture. And those seniors continued to learn till, you know, the very last practice that they had. And they were learners. Uh, Their strength was just being united and playing for one another, playing for the school. And so, you know, they set out with, you know, wanting to be in that national championship. But again, it was one practice at a time, one point at a time, um, and each set and just building up to um, finally getting to that national championship, um, you know, that game. And so it was exciting. We didn't speak of it much at all. We spoke of, hey, our CCC is tough and let's, you know, get better with each match that we play to prepare for the nationals. Well, and speaking of that, the Cascade Conference so strong. Uh, we had multiple teams make it to the national tournament last year, mm-hmm. and again, you played Eastern Oregon in that semifinal game, and and really have historically had great battles with Eastern Oregon. Talk about how the conference league schedule prepares you for uh, postseason. Yeah, absolutely. The CCC is so strong. And so if you can compete and do well, um, then it really prepares you for nationals. Um, I was thinking about it and I don't think, I think it's been, you would have to correct me, but it's been a long time if since anyone went undefeated. And so that just shows you the strength and that you're going to battle. You're going to um, just really, you know, iron sharpens iron to go after it so that when you do head to nationals, you're really prepared. Um, I, I know that every time that I have made a national appearance, we have always done well. And so it just proves, you know, to show you how, how strong that this conference is. 
And, and Riley, Riley Troutman, I uh, want to turn to you for just a minute, again, talking a little bit about last year. Um, you were named the attacker of the year for the NAIA. Certainly, I'm sure you'd trade that in uh, every every time if you had a national championship team yeah. team championship. But talk a little bit about what that honor meant for you last year. Um, it was crazy. I, I honestly didn't know that it was an award. Like no one on our team had ever got it before. So I had heard about like team honors, like at the tournament and stuff like that. But um, it was an incredible individual um, recognition. But I know that it was all like at practice and we had some of the toughest attackers in the country on our team. So every single day I was seeing the best of the best at the net in our own gym. So. And Kim, you're entering your ninth season with the Warriors. Uh, you're the all-time uh, wins wins holder uh, coach for for Warrior volleyball. Uh, this year, you're entering league play with a six and two record and and uh, preseason number two nationally and picked to win the Cascade Conference. So, talk a little bit about your preseason schedule. And I know you had a uh, you had two signature wins over other top ten teams. And and talk mm -hmm. about the preparation you've had for for the for the conference yeah i really feel that if you're going to do well in in our conference you need to be um have that tough preseason and it may hurt you a little it may get you a couple losses here and there but i really feel like it's going to be played out on the court and i know that we have to be prepared um going in and it's ready set go and so um, we faced some incredible teams they were um to be honest you know, huge on that front line. I mean, they were big, 6'3", 6'4", some experienced players. And so um, it was a great honor to be able to go there, to play and compete and see what, um, you know, what we have. And, um, you know, I, I am very thankful for that preseason heading, in, heading into this conference um, coming up this weekend. I would say, Kim, that that's been really kind of a hallmark of your tenure at Corbin is always mm -hmm. scheduling very difficult preseason, and and that seems to have served you well. Yeah, I, I really feel like, um, you know, in my years of coaching, which has been, you know, only one other place at San Diego Christian, we would, um, at the OSAA, they finally started, you know, doing some rankings and so on. And we would go out and play, you know, the 6A and really push us and we would come out with losses. But I, I you know, unless you're you're battling and know what it's all about and know the expectations. I remember in my first um, couple of years, actually having the opportunity to go back and play um, some tough teams. It really made me aware of what kind of uh, players I needed to recruit in order to accomplish, um, you know, getting far in that bracket in the NAI. And so it was a good um, eye-wakening experience, but it also helped us learn what we had to accomplish uh, in order to compete and it exposed a lot of and even this year right it exposes weaknesses we have but now we can come into practice today and and work on those and get better and um, you know it's always great to get a win but it's it's all about you know hey where, where are our weaknesses and how can we grow in those areas in order to you know improve it's that final you know in the end, where are you going to end up? It's not the right here and right now. And sometimes that's hard to accept, you know, but that's what it's about just growing every single day. 
And Riley, talk a little bit about, um, obviously you're a leader on the team and how do you help prepare those new freshmen or new transfers that come in to kind of that, that grind of the, of the early preseason and, and really facing the toughest teams in the country? Um, I think like as a whole, like myself included, all the upperclassmen do a really good job of, um, Kim and I have talked a lot about giving them confidence. Like even if we don't think it's something that we can do, we're going to make those freshmen believe that we can do anything that we put our minds to. So the upperclassmen did a great job doing that when I was here. So now it's, um, there's three of us upperclassmen now that it's our turn to um, push each other at practice, hold each other accountable, and um, really just give the other players confidence. And um, we always say as a team, make the person next to you better than yourself. So really just pushing the person next to you. And then without even realizing it, you're also doing the best that you can trying to hold that person accountable. And Kim, as we mentioned, six and two coming into league play, pick to win the conference uh, title. Um, you also have really a, what I would say is a target on your back because you mm -hmm. are ranked number two nationally. You were in the championship game. Um, you, you start off this weekend with uh, Warner Pacific and Bushnell to start the league. You are at home. Uh, we also have some new coaches in the league and, and mm -hmm. some maybe some different, uh, different styles that you're going to face and, mm -hmm. and, and teams on the, uh, on the upswing, Southern Oregon, as an example. Josh does mm -hmm. a great job down there. Uh, wh what do you expect out of number one this weekend and then number two kind of overall through the league when, you're, when you look at it from top to bottom? Yeah, I, you know, think about every year I've been here. I mean, it's it's never a given each night. You have to really go in knowing that um, every single team we face is battling and, you know, they want to, you know, take a set off you. They want to absolutely get that match off of you and they're always bringing their very best. And so we have to prepare um, the same every single time. Um, there are teams throughout this whole conference, very well coached teams. I mean, we have some phenomenal coaches in our conference. And so we cannot just sit back and rely on you know, hey, this is, you know, Corbin University, we have to learn to fight. And I think this spring, we, uh, you know, had to learn how to step out there and fight. I mean, we have, we looked at our record, and we were in two years, it was 66 and eight. And that was built, you know, two years prior, so four years ago. And so now, with those seniors that, you know, being gone, we have to learn who are we again, and that we have to walk out on that court and battle. And so Friday, we're, we're in a battle, it's, it's on and we have to realize that you cannot um, sit back and just relax. Every team is good in this conference. Riley, playing at Corbin, uh, I think the nickname of your gym is the Barracks. You have a great student crowd that comes <laughs> out. Um, other than playing in front of uh, your home crowd, where, in your mind, where's the best place to play the best environment? Like in our <laughs> conference, somebody else? I love playing at Eastern. I am the type of player that really likes just like when the crowd's in your face and that kind of thing, it kind of just motivates me to to do better and to prove them wrong. So I think my favorite um, place to play is definitely Eastern. They have some crazy fans and it gets really loud and packed in there. So that's, I think, the best place. If you can upset them, it's an incredible feeling to do it there. And Kim, uh, 
most people who follow Warrior Volleyball know that your husband, Dick, is also an assistant coach and uh, listed as a recruiting coordinator, too. And, and you know, I got to say, you've had some great recruits over the years, but talk about your recruiting philosophy. And then I'll, I'll, I want to ask Riley a little bit about her recruiting um, experience with, with coming to Corbin. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, Dick has helped me since 2000 and um, he's been a coach in football and basketball. And when I asked him, come help me. And he says, well, I don't know anything about volleyball. And I'm like, you know, mechanics, you can figure it out. And he was a great one to ask me why, which really challenged me. And then phenomenal um, recruiter. Yes. And um, he is behind the scenes, but he makes us tick and all the girls know that and that he put, you know, puts in hours and we would not be the program we are without him along with the other coaches. But um, yeah, my recruiting philosophy is, you know, it's the, the high character, you know, kid that I want, you can have a great athlete, but as you know, you know, it, it can really uh, that one, one that really pulls you down and is not willing to work, not being a part, you know, of the team and is more about the individual just doesn't work with, with Corbin volleyball. And so we're really particular. We, we want to get to know them, their, you know, their parents and just ask them some pretty you know specific questions. But um, we have been blessed beyond blessed to have the players come in and play for us and they're willing to work and just, uh, you know, be a part of that culture that it's, it's more about the team than the individual. And we win together, we lose together, you know, we grow together. And uh, so I'm very fortunate to have an incredible culture right now. Um, and it's because of, you know, the team and these, these uh, players that have decided to step up to that and take that challenge. And they know that that's what it takes, you know, to be able to succeed is we're stronger together. So. That's great. Riley, your, your list of accolades, I might need a separate podcast to go <laughs> through it all, but uh, uh, attacker of the year last year in the NAIA, two-time NAIA All-American, player of the year for the Cascade last year. Um, you were just named earlier today, the attacker of the week for the NAIA. So, you know, you, you probably could have and, and did have opportunities to play lots of places. So what was it about Coach McLean? What was it about Corbin that uh, finally made that decision for you to play for the Warriors? I just love talking about Kim because she's the best. But I, just, <laughs> I like this question. Um, I was really fortunate enough in high school to play for um, a really culture strong team and program um, that kind of changed my perspective on the importance of being somewhere where the culture is more important than necessarily the division or the level. Um, so when I met Kim and Dick, I think I might have been in like fourth or fifth grade. And she actually told me that uh, my older sister had played against her daughter and she had told me that um, I would come to Corbin one day. So she was my first offer, I think, when I was <laughs> 11 or 12. So I, I didn't take it too seriously at that age. But the older I got, I just kind of realized no matter what sport I was playing, whether it was volleyball, basketball or track or other things, Kim and Dick always made an effort to be there and um, told me that no matter where I picked, they would be in my life and that they were going to help me find a school that fit me the best. So when I was looking, I kind of realized that I should have been looking right in front of my face at the people who are helping me find this dream school that I wanted so bad. And um, I'm really glad that I chose Corbin. I wouldn't change my decision. And I think it's cool 
to um, have a coach that is a role model um, and just like a life coach, not just a volleyball coach. I think everybody on our team admires Kim and looks up to her in every way. So it's really special being a part of something where your coach is somebody that you like kind of observe because she's just so wise. Well, wow, I know Warrior Nation is yeah, good, uh, pretty good there, Kim. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm. I know Warrior Nation is glad that you that you selected Corbin and and certainly us in the conference. We're so proud of proud of what you've done, you. Kim. I want to turn to jumping a little bit ahead to our postseason. We've expanded from six teams to eight teams, and uh -huh. uh, I think it really speaks to the coaches. Uh, N noticing that the strength of our league just continues mm -hmm. to improve. Um, so talk a little bit about what you what you anticipate having eight teams now in our postseason rather than six. Yeah, absolutely. Our conference is is so strong. And I really feel like going into nationals, we do need the teams that are um, strong, healthy, playing well at the end of the season. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, uh, the Cascade Conference is strong. We are battling and having an opportunity when you are that eighth player to um, come in and battle when you're possibly at your strongest. And so, you know, I anticipate that we might see some upsets or, um, you know, we, you know, again, the, the cascade is strong and I think it's a great opportunity for, um, just each team to be able to get in there and battle and have that chance to, to get into nationals. And so, um, I think it's a great, great opening for, you know, those eight, yeah, I, I think um, I think the coaches did a great job and were patient uh, putting that forward a couple of different times and kind of finding the right schedule that would make it make it work. And, and um, we went to a, a final site with six all six teams there a couple of years ago, and that that turned out great. Right. Um, so, Riley, uh, I'm not I'm, I'm assuming, you know, that we've expanded to eight teams and, and uh, one and two will still get that by. Um, but, uh, you know, from your perspective, you, you've gone into gyms where it's been the eighth team in the league or the seventh team in the league, and they've knocked you guys off when you guys mm -hmm. are on top. So, you know, that brings another dimension, I guess, to the postseason, right? Definitely. Definitely. You got to show up, like Kim said, every game. You can't um, think that you're going to go in with just a win. Um, you can't be cocky. You definitely have to just take each game one set at a time. And Riley, you're I, I, looking at your profile. You're a psychology major. Is that that correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you enjoy doing outside of volleyball. Um, outside of volleyball, man, my whole life is volleyball. So I don't have much time for other things, but um, I coach. Um, my mom owns a volleyball club, so I in my spare time do a lot of coaching. Um, I like to work out and be outside. Um, I've grown up on horses my entire life. So I would say in my spare time, you can definitely find me on a horse somewhere. <laughs> That's where I'm going to be. So. And Kim, I know in your spare time, you're at volleyball matches all across the country, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Or a oh. state fair or two. I have seen yet some county fairs. That's right. That's right. Fairs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> so again, heading into uh, heading into league play this weekend, we have some great matchups across the league. Um, you guys open up against Bushnell and Warner Pacific, or excuse me, Warner Pacific and Multnomah. Bushnell next Tuesday, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. your travel partner, which that also has turned into a great rivalry uh, playing against the Beacons. Absolutely, they're tough. It just you yeah it, and i had to learn that the hard way my first few years and uh they give us a battle and we love it and uh yeah they're a good program well we want to thank you guys for joining cascade connects on our only our second episode uh we wish you great luck this year as you navigate the cascade collegiate conference and head towards the tournament and then also nationally another ranking comes out tomorrow and uh, my guess is, Kim, is that uh, several of our Cascade teams are going to remain in the top 10 and, and even a couple of teams moving up a little bit. I think Southern has a chance to move up. Uh, they've had a great preseason mm -hmm. and uh, Bushnell as well has had a really good preseason. Yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to, you know, what's to come and and it's exciting. It's just like, here we go. And and uh, I, I, yeah, it's it's those days leading up to this that are exciting. But boy, getting started in the Cascade Conference, uh, it's yeah, you, you can't hardly sleep sometimes. <laughs> well, again, on behalf of the Cascade Conference, our director Courtney Blummer, I uh, want to thank head coach Kim McLean of the Corbin Warriors and Riley Troutman uh, for joining this episode. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. On behalf of director Courtney Blummer and host Robert Cashel, thanks for tuning in to Cascade Connects, the official podcast of the Cascade Collegiate Conference, 15 championships, and over 3,000 student-athletes. This is the CCC.